Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your host, Eddie Rye. Uh, we have a full program today. We're waiting on uh, several members, interim uh, officers of the Washington State Chapter of the National Association of Minority Contractors to sign on. Uh, contrary to what's been spread in the community, uh, NAMC is alive and well. There's a national organization, has a national affiliation, and we have several people that will be joining us today. The first is a former president of the association, uh, Bob Armstead, uh, is uh, the former uh, president. Uh, and uh, we have him, and I see that, uh, I guess, uh, there's uh, Irene Reyes and Glover Johnson. Are you on? Good afternoon, everyone. Well, anyway, uh, we started with Bob. We'll come back to you, Irene. So uh, big things are happening with the National Association of Minority Contractors. I just made a statement about uh, the word is being spread erroneously in the community, but the organization is dead. Uh, that is not the truth. And a lot of the folks who uh, were involved with even the founding of the organization has come back to make sure that uh, we work to make sure that there are viable opportunities for African-Americans, uh, other minorities, and also women who are involved in uh, seeking opportunities with the government and with the private entities. So uh, what I'll do is, uh, I was talking to Bob already, Irene, so what I'd like to do is uh, just talk to Bob and get a little history. Then Irene, we'll come to you to have you also comment uh, on uh, uh, your tenure with the organization as well as uh, what the glove lady does. And we wanna hear about that as well. So we'll go to Bob first. Now, Irene, we're gonna be joined by Grover and Linda Womack Okay, thank you. We'll just wait for them to join on because I had mentioned to Bob earlier, we're going to go from now until 2.47. Then after that, I got to transition to another guest. So Bob, why don't you go ahead and give our listening audience a, a little background about uh, the National Association of Minority Contractors. Uh, okay, and thank you, Eddie, for, uh, for having us on. And uh, I, I would like to, uh, to recognize at the beginning that uh, Eddie Rye was one of the founding members of the NAMAC Washington chapter. Uh, I would also like to uh, congratulate Eddie on a very successful uh, commemoration of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, 54 years ago, beginning of this week. Uh, and it, it's interesting uh, that there is a connection between um, the National Association of Minority Contractors and the assassination of Dr. King. Uh, Dr. King was assassinated 54 years ago while he was in Memphis attempting to uh, help uh, garbage workers with the strike that they were conducting. The National Association Minority Contractors was started 53 years ago, one of hundreds, if not thousands of organizations uh, that was founded uh, after the assassination of Dr. King to continue and carry on the work that he had done. Uh, NAMAC, as the National Association of Minority Contractors is called, uh, was founded to provide assistance in contracting or for businesses in the contracting industries uh, for minorities and women. And it was started because uh, at the time, uh, there were programs that some of you, such as Eddie and others will remember, uh, model cities and model neighborhoods. 
those were programs primarily in our communities and uh, they were funded with federal dollars. But on most of those projects, even worse than it is today, there was not participation by the companies and individuals that lived in the model cities and model neighborhood, neighborhood uh, neighborhoods. So uh, in Oakland, two individuals decided to form a trade association for minorities and women in the construction industry. Uh, that uh, organization became the National Association of Minority Contractors. It was initially uh, headquartered in Oakland, California. Uh, as the organization grew and people around the country heard about it and wanted to, uh, to work with and in the organization, it was decided that the headquarters would be moved from Oakland, California to Washington, D.C. And the organization has been in Washington, D.C. since that time. And there are chapters throughout uh, the various states and the District of Columbia. Uh, Washington State has a very long uh, history of involvement with NAMAC. Uh, back to the uh, mid or late 70s to this point. Uh, in fact, two of the uh, earlier recipients of the uh, NAMAC organization highest award are from uh, Washington State. Uh, Tim Takasiki uh, and um, That's Jim Takasaki. Takasaki. Yeah. Okay. He was and, also the treasurer of the Central Contractors Association in the 60s. And the Central Contractors Association is one of the organizations that was part of the founding of this term of the National Association of Minority Contractors, Washington State Chapter. So there is a history of Washington State uh, being a chapter and having involvement with NAMAC since the 1970s. Uh, most recently, uh, the chapter uh, was reformed about um, oh, 11, 12 years ago. And the current foundation of the, uh, the chapter that exists now was the Central Area Contractors of which um, Eddie uh, was a uh, founding member and president, and the uh, organization in Tacoma that Grover Johnson uh, was the president of, and Eddie, you might remember the name. Puget Sound Minority Contractors. Puget Sound Minority Contractors. We, were, we had formed a, a, a community coalition for contracts and jobs. So those two uh, organizations became the foundation for this current uh, group of the uh, Washington State Chapter of the National Association of Minority Contractors. And the, the organization has grown from that point. Uh, NAMAC was formed in uh, 1969 
to uh, advocate for the inclusion of minorities and women in all areas of construction, uh, be that uh, on the trade sides, uh, on the actual construction side, uh, engineering, architecture, uh, supplies, whatever uh, is related to, uh, to construction. And our primary function at this point is to advocate for the inclusion of minorities and women in the construction industry. We have a situation right now where uh, there are and will be billions of dollars coming into Washington state through the Infrastructure Act that was approved by Congress and signed by the president and through the Transportation Act. So it is very important at this time that we increase our efforts to make sure that there is inclusion, you know, for our contractors. And without that uh, type of, of activism and effort, that will not happen. We saw them in the Sale Tunnel Partners Project, our four black construction companies went out of business on one job. So we really wasn't getting a lot of support from the, the governmental entities and, and themselves. So. But Bob, I'm gonna go right now. I see uh, our young son has joined us, but uh, Mr. Mr. Interim President, uh, the glove lady is gonna be next. And then Grover's on the phone. So hang on Grover, we'll get to you in a minute. So go ahead, right ahead, uh, Irene. So good afternoon to everyone. I'm, um, I guess I was introduced as the glove lady. I'm the CEO and founder of Excel Supply Company. What we do is we are supplier of uh, medical safety, janitorial, and office supplies. And I've been in business for, what, 29 years this October. And let me tell you what my experience with NAMAC is and was, right? I was um, a member of the uh, Office of the Women and Minority Business Board, Advisory Board, with Grover. And Grover kept bugging me. This was when you still were meeting at the old Tacoma incub incubator office. Remember those days? And then I think it wasn't NAMAC at that time. It was still the Puget Sound Minority Contractors Association. And Grover kept bugging me every time you have a meeting. And we even thought of um, you know having a meeting in my office, but my office was too small at that time. I couldn't accommodate the group because they started really, really small. But I would attend and and you know, with that persistence, I kept I kept coming. And then finally, when you were starting to meet at Tequila, Grover again said, Miss Irene, Miss Irene, join, join, join. And I did join. And here I am today. But there was one thing that I am really, really advocating for at NAMAC. I've been experiencing and continue to experience inequities in, in the contracting um, arena. And I would like to advocate and give back to the community, you know, what my blessings were and what I've learned throughout the process. And it, it, it's been a long, you know, number of years, we are still continuing to experience the same inequities uh, in our procurement. So this association could really uh, bring 
a lot of legislative changes. And I should say it in a much simpler way. We can really push and move the needle a little faster this time. So I think I encourage everyone listening. This is a good association. That's why I'm here. I'm giving back to the community. And thank you so much. And we'll come back to you for the details about the meeting a little later, the membership meeting. But we want yes. to go to the interim president right now, uh, Young Song, who is uh, the interim president. And uh, he is the owner of uh, uh, Song, uh, 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 Song Consultants. So, sir, we want to go right ahead and hear from you. You've uh, carried the, the torch for the past uh, few months. So uh, why don't you just go ahead and fill in to what you, we haven't heard about NAMC from the first two. Thank you, uh, Mr. Eddie, for, uh, you know, allowing us the platform uh, to share what Bob has, you know, quite put, you know, eloquently about the, you know, National uh, Social Minority Contracts of Washington and how we're, you know, continuing on that torch. Uh, but I'm going to take the step of Irene and I'm going to do a little bit of introduction about myself and how I got into uh, this organization. Uh, Bob, I don't know, you may not remember this, but uh, my, my first meeting was with you. And, and with Fred Anderson was a friend of the boss that I had was with at the Walsh Group at the time. And uh, and he, you know, designated me to go and start, you know, going and attending the NAMAC meetings. And that was back in 2014. Uh, so I came as a prime contractor and I was a sponsor. So um, going back even before that, so my history is I'm, I'm a local kid. I grew up in Shoreline, attended elementary school, middle school, high school there. Uh, my wife, uh, we went to the same high school. Uh, you know, I'm a product of University of Washington uh, construction management department. Uh, you know, I graduated in the early 2000s and I worked on design, build, alternate delivery projects throughout North America. Uh, so my uh, experience with design, build is over $6 billion uh, with, with a small company called Kiwit. Um, I ran with those guys up and down the West Coast and in Canada and in Hawaii over 12, 13 years, where majority of my uh, design build experience comes from. And he also includes locally Tacoma Narrows, uh, one of the big first design builds at Wash that I ever performed. Um, and then I moved into the Walsh Group, uh, where I spent uh, as pretty much the right-hand guy for civil work that that company went after in the uh, Puget Sound region. And that's where I ran into Bob. And Bob gave me the inner workings of, here's how you interact with small businesses. And I was very impressed from the get-go how, you know, Bob just showed up without really worrying about how the guy was going to get paid. But if there was an issue about whatever, Bob was always present. And so just like because of him making himself available as a prime contractor, it's, you know, I've just learned, okay, this is what you do with prime contractors. This is what you do. And I just saw the effectiveness of what Bob was doing. And I was very, very intrigued by it because I was always, you know, circled around contracts, change orders, right? And a lot of my business, I still do that till this day. Uh, but it was really Bob that gave me the introduction of how to be a proper sponsor, all the way up to leading me now into, you know, in such a crisis. Young, this is how we go about fixing this. And to do that, you have to have the right amount of people, the right type of people. Um, you know, he helped me utilize uh, and look at folks in ways that I normally wouldn't, um, you know, utilizing the uh, the resources of who we currently have, like the glove lady, Irene. Uh, and just also, also, you know, gathering things to look forward to, because, you know, down the line, we're also going to talk about the gala. Uh, that we're going to have in this year that everyone's going to be anticipating. So we're kind of, you know, giving some folks here kind of a sneak peek of uh, what's come. Uh, but, you know, I, I really just, the gist of it, I just want to say that I'm very excited 
um, about where Bob and this new group uh, and how we're going to, you know, take this next group of leaders and, you know, where this organization is going to go. Uh, what the horsepower of, you know, folks going into now, th this will be what, two, three generations of NAMAG that's going to come together to make sure this transition goes well. And so just I really appreciate just like, you know, of you guys just allowing me to take take point. And, you know, I am the most junior, um, but I do appreciate you guys giving me this opportunity. So I will do my best to not let you guys know. <laughs> Thank you, Young. We know you'll succeed. We know you'll carry the torch on. Uh, Grover Johnson is on the phone. Uh, Grover, are you there? Yes, I am here, Eddie. Okay. Uh, Grover Johnson. Uh, was uh, the uh, founder, I guess, of the Puget Sound Minority Contractors that were meeting over in Tacoma. And they had the best fish sandwiches ever. But anyway, I remember more about the fish sandwich than I do about the meeting almost. But Grover, why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about your background and how you came to uh, uh, join uh, uh, NAMAC and your commitment to make sure that it flourishes in the future with younger leadership? Well, thank you, Eddie. Uh, first of all, uh, let me reiterate, uh, and I cannot overemphasize uh, our mission in reference to uh, the Washington chapter of NAMAC. And I'm going to follow with Bob uh, in reference to uh, advocating. And advocating really made a difference. And of course, Eddie, if you could recall, uh, back in 2009 and 8, uh, the disparity study uh, through the state. Uh, had showed that we were like 0.1% uh, of uh, minority participation, which was definitely unacceptable. So advocating actually is a difference from 1% to 6%. Advocating is a, certainly the difference and uh, having and making relationships. And this is something uh, in the past that we have been done and very dedicated and devoted to. Uh, definitely making a difference for minority contractors. But since I-200, and Eddie, you can recall, uh, our black businesses particularly, and some of the other minority businesses as well, most of them went out of business uh, because of the I-200. And uh, now it's, we're still on a, more or less a rebuilding stage, trying to build our contractors back to the level to where perhaps they once was, or should be at this point. And um, it's been very difficult uh, in terms of the micro businesses that we do have, more micro businesses, uh, just as many micro businesses as we do small businesses at this point, particularly dealing in the construction uh, industry. And, uh, and we're working towards uh, rebuilding basically and trying to get back to the status that we should have been uh, a few years ago. And uh, certainly we have made a difference, NAMAC, uh, in reference to uh, relationships, uh, in relations to uh, building companies, uh, in relation to uh, bringing everybody together and working together. And uh, if you could recall back uh, in the 2010, 2009, there were several minority or black uh, organizations. Uh, if you could recall first Thursday, uh, there was the Urban League, uh, the Truckers Consortium, uh, also the Black Contractors, uh, and also the CCCJ and the Puget Sound Minority uh, Contractors Forum. Uh, but again, back then, we all decided to come together as one and, uh, and, and pull together for once uh, as, as a minority to trying to make a difference. 
but nevertheless, I, I'm, I'm going to be brief, but I, I just want to say uh, thank those of you who are currently on the board, and uh, we're looking forward uh, to move this organization even uh, to the next level. And, uh, and I know it can be done, and uh, if we could stick together, stay together, and be together, it will be done. So thank you very much. Okay, thank you, uh, uh, Grover. Uh, now, today at uh, 5.30, actually, you can get on at 5 o'clock. Uh, so uh, who wants to talk about uh, the general membership meeting today from 5 to 6.30? And it is a, a, a Zoom meeting. And uh, if uh, uh, I don't know if or either Irene, which one, either one of you that want to talk about encouraging folks who are interested in becoming uh, a part of the organization. Now, we also talked about consultants as well as architects and suppliers, the whole nine yards. Is that correct? So if people in those industries, uh, even people that clean uh, uh, sites up during construction, because that's another uh, area of opportunity. So, uh, Young, do you or Irene want to talk about the meeting at 5 o'clock today? Uh, yes, sir. I, Irene, here's what I'll do. I want to actually address something immediately with what Mr. Eddie just said about cleaning a janitorial because I had a meeting today. And then I'm going to actually allow you to speak about the guests that we have because, to be frank with you, you did the hard work of actually getting the guests this month. So I think it's more fitting that you describe who they are. Mr. Eddie, I want to give you an example about the janitorial and the consultants. Um, I, I don't talk a lot about my contracts and what I do at NAMAC, uh, but I am um, the um, inclusion manager, uh, one of Watchdog's key individuals required. Um, I am on the SR509-167 um, connector project, so it's a $370 million design bill with Atkinson. I'm the program administrator for that program. Today, what we discussed with Watchdog was the typical, you know, standards, ratings of, here's how we're gonna measure how this program does. And today I talked about exactly what you talked about because in beginnings of design build, everyone's focusing on contracts, the participation, when's it gonna come depending on the schedule along with the design, you know? But what I focused on today was, I mean, it was like you were flying the wall there because I talked about, I am helping Atkinson right now. Look at what I call monies in services in areas where they're gonna spend the money anyway. And one of the areas that I brought up was the janitorial services of trailer job sites and offices. Also, office supplies. I shared with them, you know, in my $5.6 billion of design build that I've done, I probably spent over $20 million just on paper. And I actually give him numbers. So I'm actually working with the project team. And one of the first areas we're going to look at is what I call areas where the contract is going to spend money anyway. So I just want to just touch up on you hit the nail on the head. Yes, there are folks out there, and NAMAC does cover individuals as such. But I'm done what I need to say there, so I'm going to turn the floor over back to Ms. Irene to talk about the guest coming up here today. Wait a minute. Before we do that, hold on, hold on. We have to take a okay. quick break, and we have to then come back with Irene. <laughs> when we come back, we'll have uh, 27 minutes to uh, 4.47. So that way, uh, you know, that's the time you, you have to deliver the message to our listeners. So... Uh, Eric, let's take this break and come right back. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors 
to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. All right, Eddie Wright back at Urban Forum Northwest with my guest, uh, Young Song, a Song Consulting, LLC. Uh, Irene Reyes, who is the CEO of uh, Excel uh, uh, Supply Company, also known as the Glove Lady. Uh, Bob Armstead is a former president of uh, NEMC and is uh, uh, a, a new board, founding member and a board member. Grover Johnson is a founding member and a board member, along with myself as a, a, a founding member and a board member. And so we're going to go back to Irene because this big event is happening today. If you're listening, you know, anybody that's in business or want to go into business, if they're in construction, if they've been doing supplies, they're doing janitorial, if they're doing trucking, you need to tell them to get on this call at five o'clock. It's going to be very important. So Irene, would you please give uh, our listeners the information they need to get on this very important call at uh, five o'clock? Yes, um, you can um, be, uh, you, you don't need to be a member. It, it's open for public. This meeting th this afternoon is um, about you know, the governor's executive order trying to increase more minority participation in all, you know, state government agencies and in all public contracting. There are two executive orders that we need to be aware of as minority businesses and that we could take advantage of. And that's the executive orders 2201 and 2202. And luckily, we were uh, able to invite three directors of three, uh, two of two of them are the biggest agencies for the state of Washington, which is DES, which is uh, Department of Enterprise Enterprise Services, and also the Office of uh, you know Earl Key, Washington State Department of Transportation, uh, and the director as well of OMWBE. Um, so this is a very good opportunity for all those businesses that are interested of doing business with 
the state government and other public contracting within the state of Washington. Uh, this executive order also includes the higher ed. So if you're wanting to do business with the universities and colleges, they are included on this executive order. I really invite everyone to join us. It is open for public. It starts at five o'clock and it's virtual. And you just go to the website, namcwa.com and follow the lead where it says, join the meeting. The password is right at the bottom of that, that button that you click. Young, why don't you uh, uh, chime in and talk about the importance of the meeting? Uh, importance of the meeting. Um, we have the emergency. I mean, big thing. Irene just uh, you know put it all out there. But now we look. We see from three perspectives from two different agencies. The way I see it, on how they're going to take what I call a mandated directive that comes from what I call the chief of state of Washington, right? And it's going to be really interesting to see how each agency and how they took that, how they digested it, and what type of plans they have in front of them. And today's going to be a good forum to see the, the major big hands uh, and, you know, answering those questions to the audience, to the NAMAC audience to see, okay, here's how these agencies are going to move. And uh, I'm looking forward to see, um, you know, who's going to have the most amount of, I guess, say, you know, actions that's going to benefit the community. And once again, this is going to be uh, from 5 to 6.30, 5 to 15 is a welcome to the MWBEs. 515 is 25 to welcome newly appointed board members. And so the new board members will have to be on at 515. And then uh, governor's, uh, it says guest speaker, Governor Inslee's executive order. That's not, doesn't mean that Governor Inslee's gonna be there uh, reading off his executive order, does it? And also I'm glad to see that, uh, cause we have a relationship with Tara Smith. Well, I get the indication that, that uh, for some folks are trying to do the right thing. So I guess Bob took a break and Grover is, is gone right now. So uh, we also missed uh, the interim treasurer too is Linda Womack. And she is uh, the director of the Minority Business Development Agency, the Washington Business Center, which is operated by the city of Tacoma Community and Economic Development Department, which is a very key position. And I have a person of that caliber. Now I understand that right now, uh, Young Song Interim AC President, Irene Rice, interim VP and secretary and Linda Womack are all interim. So that means that you guys are all leaving when? Or you are you saying? Irene, would you like to go first? Or do you want me to go? I have long wanted to leave for like a year now. <laughs> but my heart is still at NAMAC because I just want to leave and still kind of like complete the process of bringing in, you know, board members. And I'm so glad that the founding members have volunteered and agreed to serve once again to get this association, um, uh, get to the next level. I, I intend to leave uh, in the month of May uh, and uh, I'm just stepping down. I'm not leaving the association. I just have so many boards that I sit on and I think I can help, you know, advocate more by staying, you know, I'm, I'm on the CPAR board. I'm on the Pierce County uh, Workforce Central Board. I am also on a few committees with Washington Department of Transportation. I'm also on some committees with CPARB on the Business Economic 
diversity and inclusion. And now I also- need some help. I <laughs> and I'm also about equity. They need some help. They they have the guys, the people that they control all the money. Those big companies control CPAR. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're also, on there because they need to have somebody looking over their shoulder. Yeah, and I also yeah. invited, by the way, tonight, uh, Dr. J, our director of equity, and her assistant, and uh, they're gonna try to make it tonight. I also invited legislators, by the way, because they're funding all this, this efforts. Their funding needs to be heard. What are, how are they spending the money that they were granted? <laughs> right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So you're on the right, right track. You're on the right yeah. track, glove lady. So I know you can always get the money because you're the glove lady. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, Young, why don't you go ahead and have your, have your comments? Because there's some very, you know, on this uh, event today, uh, as uh, uh, Irene had already mentioned, uh, Tara Smith and DES was the second largest department in the state, and they do all the construction for state buildings. Uh, they also do all the purchasing. And then we have the uh, OM, uh, the Office of Minority Women Business Enterprise Director, Lisa Vanderloop. You know, uh, I understand good things are happening now that people are able to get their certification stuff within 30 days. I heard that recently. So that's, a, that's really an improvement. And then uh, uh, Washington DOT uh, uh, Director, uh, Earl Key. So uh, it'd be good to hear an update on those projects. And I'm really waiting to see how many of my people are on those projects, because I get calls all the time that uh, we're not being seen on those jobs. And uh, there's a shortage of labor. So you would think that at some point in time, for the sake of developing and building the company, that we put some discrimination on the back burner. But to date, that hasn't happened. So Son, why don't you go right ahead and uh, comment on, on the workshops or the, pre the um, presentations, I should say. I uh, stay with the presentations. Um, you know, we were going back and talking about CPARB and, you know, as yeah. some of how this, you know, organization, uh, you know, Irene was making all, all, all these ties to, and you, you made a, a comment earlier right, about how, you know, you were glad that, you know, Irene was at CPARB. Um, I'm going to deviate from your question. We're going to also talk about some other things that the board have because I know Linda's not here. So I want to speak on her behalf real quick so the audience understands uh, the horsepower that Linda brings. So Linda is a director of the MBDA, Minority Business Development Agency of Tacoma. And she, you know, works in the agency where she controls and bids on jobs, where she takes on tasks where she's the administrator for the Mentor Project Program for WashDOT. Uh, she also runs programs for the city of Tacoma, where she has her own little workforce and own little team that does her own little community work in the city of Tacoma and other places. So it just I know Linda has other things that she's doing to this so she can make it. So I just wanted to make sure that she had acknowledgement, you know, even with all the stuff that she does in times. And these uh, certifications, for example, OMWB, people going for MVDBEs there, Ms. Reddy, the, Linda, for example, with Ivan Golovkin, right? She helps those companies actually get those. So, you know, as we're talking about that, I just, you'd be ashamed of me to, you know, to not include Mr. Linda Womack for, you know, uh, providing her time every week, you know, do, doing the job that she does. So before I move on, I just want to say thank you for, you know, Ms. Linda Womack. I know she wanted to join yeah, us. I, I want everybody to know that she was invited. She is on my Facebook page as, as a, to be a guest. So I want to make sure that People do understand that she was invited song after that remark. Yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Eddie, can I add about Linda? Um, I, I've been around for 29 years, right? And I've always gone to the previous MBDA programs. I went through several directors there. 
And I've never seen this agency run like it's been run today. She is doing a phenomenal job for the minority business community. Take note of that. I've seen all directors in the past and she has made it really a phenomenal, you know, structure. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure she's just raking the dollars as well because she is also evaluated by the revenues of her clients and they're all minority businesses. She's done a great job. She partners with local agencies and state government so they could achieve, you know, their goals for minority spend. Well, thank you. Thanks, Yam, well, for bringing that yeah, up. We want to have Linda on uh, anyway because uh, she is in a very key position in addition to being the interim treasurer for NAMC yeah. Washington. But she is in a very key position with the Minority Business Development Agency. And as you just articulated, uh, the kind of work she's doing and getting the revenue in people's pockets. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's really difficult primarily for the African-Americans. I don't know about everybody else, but doing less than 1% with uh, any and all agencies in the state government, including the city of Seattle, King County, Sound Transit, the Port of Seattle, everywhere you look. The Port is doing a lot better because of uh, Lance Little and uh, uh, Don Hunter out at, uh, who is a, the food and beverage manager now. Uh, so a lot of the people who were, as far as I'm concerned, were bigots are gone now, even though they got paid when they left, which they didn't deserve. But uh, so there are some changes made. And also now by having uh, Toshiko Hasegawa, Hamdi Muhammad, uh, Sam Cho, Fred Feldman, and Ryan Calkins, who worked with small businesses and met with us all during the years of turmoil. Uh, so that, that gives us an opportunity to look at the poor, because we got now the majority of the poor commission of people who look like us who've been in the struggle for justice and equality for people of color. And uh, I'm really encouraged about the Port of Seattle right now. And then we look at Sound Transit. I know that the chair, Kent Kill, who is uh, the chair of the Sound Transit Board and also in, in Pierce County at uh, the um, City Council and University Place, he's also president of the Association of Washington Cities. And uh, they brought all that pressure to bear on the governor to make sure that the executive order was signed. But I have to admit that uh, Bob Armstead put together a DOJ complaint uh, with nine disparity studies and a private study saying that we were being discriminated against. And uh, uh, when uh, when uh, Ken Keel saw that, he sprung into action, and so did the governor. Because after that DOJ complaint was filed, you know, we it, it moved a little, a little bit. We got these two executive orders, but they got to mean something. We've had... We've had programs and executive orders and other things forever, but when you look at the bottom line, you have primarily uh, white males that own these large firms, and they get to pick whoever they want to. Like at Sound Transit right now, I know that for the second time, I think white females are waved out. And, you know, you had a, a couple of white female companies that had over 200 trucks. So, you know, and uh, you never saw, I, I think I saw one lady driving a truck, and I don't know who was running the companies, but those are some of the kind of issues that we've been confronted with. And I really think that uh, what NAMAC can do is bring some civility to this whole thing, as well as some uh, some equity and some fairness. And that's all people are asking for. Uh, as a matter of fact, I-200 was mentioned. I-200 did not kill affirmative action. Mm -hmm. Governor Gary Locks, the governor's directive 98-01 killed affirmative action in December of 1998. And so we're talking about being without affirmative action in my community for 23 years, which also led to the mass exodus 
of black families from the central area of Seattle because folks didn't have the intergenerational wealth. Mothers and fathers were not passing their business on to sons and daughters because they didn't get any business. And so 23 years of inequality on top of what we already experienced has just been absolutely devastating. So we got a couple of minutes left. I want to go to song first and then to you, Irene, and encourage folks to log on to uh, this NAMC Washington chapter membership meeting at five o'clock. Uh, I've talked to about 15 people myself. I hope they show up. But anyway, I want to give you guys the last minute before we go. Uh, I'll just go over real quick, Mr. Eddie. Thank you for this platform and being able to share that NAMAC is kicking and we're not going anywhere. In fact, we're kicking it even harder. We're, we're making big waves that I think people are going to be, you know, um, really enjoy because we're bringing the focus back. Uh, so you you'll see tonight with some three important guests and talk about some very, very big things. And down the line, um, you have a board, you have a group of boards here that have direct experience in the industry. Not only that, we're actually practitioners in these areas where all of our audience is at, right? I mean, I give examples, I'm on a project, right? Irene constantly sells to these mm -hmm. folks. Linda's always helping MBs and DBEs. So we have people on the board that actually practice, that actually get discriminated against on. And I share these to let people know what's going on. I'll tell you off to the line, what happened with me on the West Seattle Bridge. But it just, I could validate, so we have folks here that could validate things. So we're not, so when we say things, we're not just saying it just to say it, we actually go through it. So that's what I wanna uh, make uh, very, very known to everybody. We have a special group of board members here that actually practice what we're saying. Well, you know, uh, Thank you. I, I, even after the governor signed the executive orders, the gold on the West Seattle Bridge was 2%. So that was a little disheartening. So Irene, you got one minute to, uh, to invite the people to the meeting at five o'clock. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Mr. Eddie. And I encourage everyone to join NAMAC in our meeting tonight. The website is namcwa.com at five o'clock. But I'd like to share one good thing about my experience, you know, being a business owner and a minority company. I would like to impart that you gotta persist and you gotta be patient and you have to involve yourself with the old timers, you know, those that have established businesses and they can show you around. And once you are successful, do not forget to give back to the community like I've always done. Thank you very much and have a nice afternoon. Okay, I wanna thank Young Song, uh, uh, interim president of NAMC, uh, Irene uh, Reyes, who is the interim vice president and secretary. Uh, Linda Womack didn't join us, she's the interim treasurer, but you heard about her attributes and also wanna thank Barb Armstead and Grover Johnson. So I'll see you guys at five o'clock. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you. Take a break. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community, and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? 
List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Life Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Life Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Linklight Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Linklight Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Linklight Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Okay, Eddie, right back at Urban Forum Northwest. And before we go back to Bob Armstead and uh, Hayward Evans, let's join us from Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee to talk about the Monday event at the Holgate Street Church of Christ, hosted by Minister Jimmy Hurd, the 54th anniversary of remembrance of the assassination of Dr. King in award ceremony. But this afternoon at four o'clock, J. Michelle Robinson is uh, giving people information on uh, how to build their wealth. And her favorite saying is, there's no shortage of money and resources on this planet Earth. The problem is access and education. She, along with ACA President Anthony Stewart, will be providing free information to the community on how to access tax-free retirement, debt elimination, income protection, and legacy creation. Now, for more information, you can uh, go to www.justthere2health.com. And uh, you can reach uh, J. Michelle at 503-908-9050. Remember, www.justthere2health.com. So, uh, we're back uh, with uh, Bob Armstead, who was just on with NAMC, but he also was present uh, on Monday night at the Jehovah Street Church of Christ for the Day of Remembrance and Award Ceremony. And it was coordinated by uh, my co-convener, Hayward Evans, who did an outstanding job. Him and the whole Evans family, the Evans brothers were there, I believe. They were taking care of plenty of business. So, Hayward, why don't you give our folks an update on what happened on Monday night for those that haven't heard. Oh, there's a big, a nice article on the front page of the of medium newspaper uh, with uh, Chris H. Bennett receiving his legacy award and uh, Aaron, their reporter, Aaron Allen did a fantastic job on that. So just wanted to go ahead and share that. Go right ahead, Hayward. Oh, no, th- thank you, Eddie. And, and for those who missed it, you guys missed an absolutely fabulous event. And, and the next time the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee or most events hosted in the community, it would be really nice to see you there. I know about the COVID, the COVID and all that kind of stuff. But it's good when we come together as a community. But uh, uh, this past Monday, 54th anniversary, the assassination of Dr. King. And all of you know that we have a Martin Luther King uh, Park here in Seattle. Well, Eddie, as you know, a few years ago, we had that name change to the Martin Luther King Civil Rights Memorial Park. 
So if it wasn't for people just like you, the listenership, there would be no Dr. King. He would not have been as great as he is. And so what we're saying, our position is this, the day of remembrance is to remember Dr. King, but it's also to remember all those people that have, have done significant things in our community, yet they get lost in time. But what we want to do is make sure that we highlight some of the ones, you know, we did, we did people the past, but the living, the living who've lived a life uh, under the principles and, and following the guidelines that, that, um, that Dr. King, Dr. King pushed, uh, you know, peace, harmony, equity, reconciliation, because that's what it's about. This is all about growth. But some of the recipients that you pointed out earlier, Chris Bennett got the Living Legacy Award. Well, that, that award, it was named after George Washington Bush. I always consider him the founder of the state of Washington. I know people try to skirt around that, Eddie, but if it wasn't for him, there would be no state of Washington. It was his settlement that was the chief point of negotiations with the British. And then we had the Thelma DeWitty Award. And y'all need to look up some of these people. Thelma DeWitty was the first African-American teacher in the city of Seattle. And just like we do right now, who got her in? NAACP. Urbanly and the uh, the Face Action Coalition back then are the ones that got uh, uh, Thelma Dewitty into the uh, uh, into the Seattle Public Schools. But that award went to um, uh, Dr. Brent Jones, who's the current su superintendent of schools. I'm saying the brother's doing a great job, and so all y'all out there in the listening audience, support the brother and help him do great for our for our kids and their family and schools. And then we had a um, uh, Christian Harris Talley. She got the uh, Senator John Henry Ryan Public Servant Award. And interestingly about uh, John Henry Ryan, Senator Ryan, when he retired from the Senate, he changed his first name to Senator. <laughs> brother walking around, y'all gonna call me Senator, even though I'm not in Olympia, which I think is sort of cool. But, but what he did, again, in conjunction with the NAACP, he defeated legislation that made uh, uh, interracial marriages illegal. If it wasn't for him being in Olympia, we would have had an illegal uh, interracial marriage. What year uh, was that, Hayward? Uh, that was 1933. Oh, 1921, he defeated it. 1933 okay. is when he changed his name to Senator. His okay. first name became Senator. Gra uh, a great gentleman. And then we have the Edwin T. Pratt Community Leadership Award. For y'all who don't know Edwin T. Pratt, he was, he was assassinated. Was that 69, Eddie? January 26th. Yeah, January 69th. He, he was assassinated on his home in Shoreline. Now, I remember back then in 69, that's when I was like, well, we were starting to integrate. We just had passed uh, the, uh, uh, the fair housing bill and all these kinds of things. He was the director of the uh, uh, Seattle Urban League, and he was assassinated while answering the door at, at his home. And to this very day, they haven't found, uh, haven't found his murderer. But that award went to the Central District Community Preservation and Development Authorities Board of Directors. And for anybody who doesn't know, it's the old SOIC became SVI, and now it's the McKinney Building. And they're completing the renovations, and we're really looking forward to that being one of the hubs in the Black community. And last but not least, Larry Brown, who's retiring, Washington State Labor Council. He's the uh, president. He got the A. Philip Randolph Award. And uh, I think the community out there, the listenership, really needs to understand when you think about A. Philip Randolph, everybody thinks about the porters. He was well beyond the porters. He organized millions of black folks in the unions beyond, beyond the sleeping porters. But also what was, what was incredible about him, he was a, 
when when AFL CIO merged, he was the vice president. Mm. And uh, it's just A. a. Philip Randolph. Is, okay. He, a. a. Philip Randolph's the godfather of uh, the March on Washington. And you that's know right. That. That's right. Hey, with uh, uh, Bob, let's see. We have uh, about one minute. And I wanted to let, remind people that at five o'clock in Hayward, Devon is going to be on the call, right? What's oh, the name Devon's going to be there. That's Clinko Benz. You see anybody out Clinko there? Clinko Benz. Okay, so he'll be there. So, I, so I'm recruiting some. So I just wanted to uh, let Bob, Bob Armstead know that I, I'm, I'm on the job. And Hayward, I already let you know the letters to, for the funding for MLK Gandhi Initiative, Empowerment Initiative. Uh, several requests went out today. Hopefully they'll come back in. So, uh, Bob, hey, man, thanks for being here. I'll see you at five. Hey, but I'll see you at five on the call thank as well, you. too. So thank you all. Appreciate you. Appreciate okay, you. thank you, Eddie. Okay. And I want to let everybody know that uh, my good friend has deceased, uh, Doherty Howell Jr., uh, one of my neighbors in the Inkwell on 30th Avenue in Spring, has passed away, and uh, his service will be at Evergreen with Shelley. Uh, on uh, Tuesday uh, at uh, uh, viewing will be from 10 to 12, service to 12 p.m. And tournament will be at 1.30. A repass will follow that. So uh, Venus, Gell, and Donald, uh, send my deepest condolences to you for the loss of my longtime friend. And then also I want to mention that uh, J. Michelle Robinson's event will be at 4 o'clock. Uh, you can go to www.justthere2help.com to hear about how you can handle your money. I want to thank uh, the City of Seattle's Purchase and Construction Services Division, Sound Transfer's Office of Civil Rights, uh, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office, with me and Rice uh, for their support and their assistance. And I'll see all you interested parties at five o'clock. And uh, that uh, uh, Zoom address is, you can go to NA, Zoom at NAMCWA.com. And that's at, today at seven. So you can join that Zoom at that at that address. So thank you all very much. And I'll see you at five o'clock, if not before. Five o'clock. Thank you, Eric. We appreciate you.